Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Ludlow Street Podcast, where we interview aspiring entrepreneurs who thrive off innovation. We look at how different walks in life have similar journeys, similar obstacles, but all have different whys. And now your host, D. Ludlow. Hi guys, this is going to be a new weekly video slash podcast across 5am Club TV and the Ludlow Street Podcast, which will now be known as the 5am Club Podcast. So I'll be covering what's going on in the world and keeping all the listeners up to date. So for those of you that are on YouTube, please click subscribe. And for those who are listening on the podcast, please could you leave a review. So firstly, one of the hot topics right now is Bitcoin and the crypto ecosystem. So a few things that's happened lately is all the capital that's flowed into the space. So companies such as Grayscale, they actually bought um, almost twice as much Bitcoin as miners could actually create. And the numbers were, I think they were just under 28,000 Bitcoin mined in November. And Grayscale actually bought just over 50,000 in November. They actually also bought um, around 100,000 Ether too. So Grayscale alone has added more than $325 million worth of Bitcoin to uh, and Ether to its trusts in just over a week. Also, Michael Saylor of MicroStrategy purchased around two and a half thousand bitcoins for around 50 million dollars in cash and that was at an average price of just under twenty thousand dollars so you know they also hold now just over forty thousand bitcoins and they've actually just raised another 650 million dollars to buy more bitcoin (laughs) so I would say Michael Saylor is pretty bullish on Bitcoin. Also, BlackRock CEO has also mentioned um, how people are showing greater interest in Bitcoin after he revealed the company's website is having a huge increase in searches for Bitcoin. And finally, one of the greatest investors of all time, Mr. Ray Dalio, one of my favorites, he actually endorsed Bitcoin finally last week by saying that he thinks Bitcoin has established itself as an interesting gold-like alternative. You know, this is very big news um, from my point of view. You know, then another breakthrough in crypto, as you know, with the institutions now recognizing what's going on, um, London Standard Chartered Bank has gathered uh, a group of crypto exchanges for a new digital asset trading platform. So, you know, things are moving very fast globally for this. Um, the crypto space is becoming very busy from all angles. Now, if we look back at Ether, that's just launched on the Toronto Stock Exchange as an ETF. Um, also, Facebook has announced its launch of LibraCoin, which is expected in the early 2021. Well, now they call it Deem or Dime. Um, Spotify have also noted, noted that they want to start exploring cryptocurrency and blockchain. And Chainlink, another one of my favorites, has collaborated with the World Economic Forum recently. So blockchain, as we know, is changing the world. There's no ifs or buts. Um, it's changing it across all industries. And people are still wondering if Bitcoin is in a bubble. You know, it's gained more than 170% this year so far. And a fun fact is um, the combined wealth of the world's millionaires uh, was about 128 trillion in 2018. Now, if they invested just 1% of their wealth into Bitcoin, the price of a Bitcoin could rise to $75,000. 
And you know, we are living through a monetary revolution right now. And there's one in, uh, one very important indicator to watch, um, which is the amount of Bitcoin held on exchanges. So quite recently, another $700 million worth of Bitcoin has been removed off exchanges last week. So literally, Bitcoin is in kind of a liquidity crisis right now. Everybody's just stacking their Bitcoin. So, you know, and the, when the institutions are buying, you know, they're relying on it being available on exchanges. So the Bitcoin bubble that a lot of investors don't understand, well, they either don't understand the space or they don't understand macro may soon have to reassess their opinion on Bitcoin. And look, China's leading the way with the trail of the future of money. So more than 2 billion RMB of value was transacted via 4 million transactions using their digital RMB platform. So China's definitely leading the way on this. Um, Singapore's largest bank, DBS, is establishing a new crypto exchange. So this will allow institutional investors to also trade crypto. So yeah, look, this is a topic I'm very interested in. And I think is something that we should all be aware of. Now, looking at the banking sector, looking at my personal favorite bank in the world, <laughs> Deutsche Bank. So look, if you've heard episode 32 of my podcast, you would know my dear love for DB. Um, but look, DB has called Europe to accelerate um, the development of central bank digital currencies. So for those who don't know DB, they're the biggest bank and institution in Germany, and they're confident that CBDCs will replace cash in the future. Shock. <laughs> now, weirdly, the Financial Times put a statement out on their website, which read, money is now so easy, why not borrow all that you can and just put it into stocks? Now, I find this quite crazy, especially from the Financial Times, because here's, so here's a bit of history. So the US Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, was created in 1913, and they created Fed notes. So these are backed 40% by gold. Now, in, then in 1929, um, this led basically to excess borrowing, and bank loans was used for stock market bets. So when the stock market crashed, the loans basically destroyed the supply of money. So why the Financial Times published this, I find quite crazy and is very debatable. So let's look at the stock market right now. Tech stocks are just, wow, I don't think anybody can explain tech stocks right now. These huge valuations and serious growth. Now look, in my opinion, they're pretty overinflated and they don't really sit in line of what's really going on within the global economy. It's pretty much like they've been priced in for the next five or ten years of growth but who knows we're gonna see <laughs> which is a tiny time will tell now even if you didn't focus on macro and even if you didn't have any base knowledge on any economic indicators and you looked at the Buffett indicator so this is basically the total market cap of the Wiltshire 5000 divided by the GDP now look I'm not gonna spoil this for any of you please do go and check this out make your own mind up on whether you think the stock market is overvalued right now and look that's not to say that you know this is the only metric that you can use there are so many but this is definitely a good one to start with now look remember this year alone tesla became a hundred billion dollar company and a 500 billion dollar company in the same year and apple became the first one trillion dollar company and the first two trillion dollar company 
in the same year. This year is definitely crazy with everything that's going on with the pandemic and stock market all-time highs, housing market all-time highs and everything else. Now, look, I did see a post on Twitter last week and it said that the average US worker must now work 141 hours to buy one share of the S&P 500. And look, if you look back at the 80s, it took less than 20 hours. So look, that's some serious stats to think about. So if we did use Benjamin Graham's analogy, which was to buy undervalued stocks with little debt and strong cash flow, this could be quite hard right now. You know, the tech stocks who use the SaaS model do tick two of the boxes, but maybe not a third. Let's move on now. Talking about innovation, um, Airbnb's IPO has just been the biggest of the year. Now, I'm very interested to know which of you are bullish on Airbnb after this huge result and huge valuation for them on IPO day. Now, I love the Airbnb model, but weirdly airbnb have never posted a full year's profit and his losses last year were greater than his losses for the previous four years combined and you know this year has definitely been a very rocky one for airbnb with the pandemic look it's a great business model i'm looking at this from a different point of view so putting all the the negativity aside with the pandemic and not posting any Airbnb could just be getting started when it comes to growth. So it's good to look at it from both angles. Now looking at the commodity space, copper has just hit its seven year high thanks to Chinese import demand. It's actually gained 22%. Um, so look, remember, China being the world's biggest car market is intending to go electric. And electric cars need four times more copper than a conventional car. So definitely a space to look at one being China and two being copper. Now, oil, oil, oil. So last week, OPEC agreed to increase its output um, of its 23 members by half a million barrels per day come January. And remember, if you look back at March, uh, the pandemic lockdowns actually destroyed the demand for oil, which turned the price of oil down. And then April, oil hit negative for the first time ever. You know, and then when we moved to May, OPEC decided to cut the output by 9.7 million barrels per day just to prop up the prices. And as you know, governments and central banks love to prop things up. <laughs> so look, keep an eye on oil because I am, you know, comment below if you think oil is bullish or bearish long term. I'd love to know what you guys think. But look, a lot of commodities are very cheap right now. And let's look on on to what's to come. So the talks of Rishi Sunak increasing capital gains taxes to look like he's targeting the rich. Look, let's be real here. Um, that's not even going to make a dent in the national debt. So I think they need to look at other avenues when it comes to this. Um, also, another big move that's recently happened stateside. So President-elect Joe Biden nominated Janet Yellen, the former head of the Fed, that rhyme, that's nice. The former head of the Fed <laughs> to run their fiscal policy. And look, for around a decade, um, there's been central bankers complaining that they don't or they can't do much with monetary policy or should I say they can't achieve so much. So now Janet running um, the fiscal policy of basically the world's most significant economy. I think it's quite evident that monetary policy doesn't work anymore. And this is this is quite a tactical move by Joe Biden. Um, another hot topic right now, Brexit. We're getting closer to the deadline and the UK and EU apparently are racing to strike some sort of agreement to avoid a no Brexit deal. 
or a no-deal Brexit, sorry, should I say. So remember, the Brexit referendum actually took place back in June 2016. So I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of what's basically taken four, over four years to play out. And what was quite funny was Boris actually said last week to get ready for a potential no-deal Brexit. Now look, this is kind of laughable, considering we're around two weeks out <clears throat> of a no-deal Brexit. How can you tell people and businesses to get ready now being two weeks out and look let's have a look how how will brexit affect the uk housing market and the financial market I, again i see from two angles i see it could have a positive impact and also a negative impact but only time will tell now this next update is probably the most mind-blowing of them all for me so china are looking to expand their weather modification program so look, the world's definitely changing, whether you like it or not. So they're saying that they're going to be able to cover half the country in artificial rain and snow by 2025. So look, this is crazy from a tech point of view. You know, it shows how fast tech is moving. But look, I guess it's pretty scary too. You know, tech has been in exponential growth for a very long time. But I'd love to know how you feel about weather modification. So if you could comment below how you feel about it. And look, that's going to be a wrap for this first episode of the 5am Club TV and the new 5am Club podcast. I will be doing these weekly and I hope you enjoyed the first one. Comment below if you did. Remember to review the podcast and remember to click subscribe. I'll see you all next week.